If you're driving, please remember to use your car's Bluetooth speaker while listening to the AM Drive. Sports talk is not worth your safety or the safety of others. Thank you. Happy 90 Minute Monday to everyone in the sports universe. It is January the 3rd, checks notes, 2022. This is the AM Drive on 12 on Sports. We are live. For Aaron Crouch, I am Michael Carvelis. As always, Aaron, what is up? So how many times so far in the two and change days have you written 2021 on on papers so far? Thankfully none because I haven't read anything on paper, but that's going to change very soon. I've already messed up twice that I know of. I've probably messed oh, up Lord. other times too. But yeah, well, here we are on the other side. Uh, our last show was in 2021, which given all the action we had in college and the NFL and just sports in general, 2021 feels like so long ago. It, it actually does. So we, we kissed it goodbye while welcoming quite a lot of other crap as well, which we'll get to obviously. <laughs> Um, Aaron, this show is presented once again by Pick'em Wars. Aaron, make picks against the spread every week to win real cash prizes. Because I, I dang sure didn't um, win cash, that is. Pick'em Wars is 100% free to play, which makes it that much better. Can you against friends and me here the AM Drive for the ultimate bragging rights? Go to www.pick'emwars.com slash fly. Support the show. That's pickemwars.com slash F-L-Y. Any apologies, Aaron? Yeah, you know what? I, I apologize to myself because I picked games so well this week. Mm. I, I, I posted the tickets in the 12-ounce chat. You guys saw them. I actually might have made money on Pick'em Wars this week, but I forgot to, to make picks. The Second world time. may never know. You know what? That's okay. I made the picks where it mattered on BetUS, and we cashed out. We had a great week, despite the AM drive for me, only just going up just above five hundred. Um, you held it down for us. Yeah, but I tell you what, man, I, I feel good. Uh, we had over a four figure weekend, so I'm good. <laughs> All righty, Aaron. Well, let's get to our best and worst of the weekend, Aaron. As always, I'm I'm so, so excited to hear your worst of the last two years. All right, so the last two years. Uh, so my worst was uh, kind of the world. People of the world are my worst of the weekend here. And this comes from the story about Argentinian DJ. I'm going to butcher this name, Fer Palacio. Fer. Uh, there are accusations that he infected soccer superstar, football superstar Lionel Messi with COVID-19. And you know what? Okay, it might have happened. You never know. Lionel Messi went out to some parties and, you know, get-togethers over Christmas holiday. And I'm sure that, you know, they all weren't being safe. But somehow this guy, Fer Palacio, got singled out and is receiving death threats on all of his social media. Now, I understand death threats are nothing new to <laughs> the world and to social media. Sad, but, yeah. but my God, this is where we're at as a, as a world, as a society, where where we don't even need facts or figures or proof. And we're... 
we're sending death threats and maybe someone will go through with it. I don't know. I hope not. But this is where we're at as a society. So I, I understand this isn't just sports related. It does have to do with Lionel Messi. But just my worst of the weekend is just the world. People of the world. Yeah, forget you. I enjoy that. I'm, I don't enjoy it, but it's just, it's not a good look, though, when, when it's become almost like we're just accustomed to it now. Oh, I got death threats. That, that kind of sucks. Yeah, I know. Like, those aren't, I mean. Those are I've real. Ne- I've never received death threats, so I can't say how I would react, but I'd be a little worried. And I'd also, it would affect your mental health a little bit, I'm sure, too. Absolutely. Like, people talk about mental health and. You know, we talk about it with some of these other guys, Ridley, Simmons, etc. But we we don't think twice about slandering people in the in the public eye, giving them death threats. We don't think anything of it. So just the world, people of the world, just we have some of the biggest hypocrites on this planet. Let's just cancel the earth. Let's do that. All right, let's do it. See you guys. Thanks for watching. <laughs> Stamped. Okay. Die safe. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> um, my worst of the weekend is Bart Scott, former Ravens defensive player. He said following the game where the Bengals allegedly ran it up on the Ravens, he said the Ravens need to remember the Red Dot program, which is a system in Baltimore, according to Bart Scott, that could instruct Ravens to hurt and even target Joe Burrow. He then went into detail on ESPN. Mm -hmm. Went into detail about saying, like, you know, go for that knee, go for that head, go for that neck area. And everyone on Twitter is, like, adding ESPN PR saying, are y'all seeing what this guy just said? <laughs> like, it, it's unreal what he said. Mm-hmm. A red dot. That's that's quite interesting, Bart Scott, pal, sir. I don't know who you think you are, but this is what's wrong with, with certain NFL players is they think hurting people wins games. It, it doesn't. So how it works. Yeah, and this is quite unfortunate to see. Like, you know, we had that whole big situation with Bounty Gate that got Sean Payton suspended. And and Bart Scott was always just, you know, a good player when he played for the Ravens <laughs> and the Jets. He was a good player. But I've over the last few years since he's got into media, he has some terrible takes lately. He absolutely does. And this just adds to the collection of them. And this to me should be something where he should have to sit down. In someone's office and, and, and explain why are you saying this? Even if you believe it. What is a red dot? I, I know what it I know what Sydney's voice, but like why why does he know about this? I know the green dot, which indicates the microphone in your helmet, but I don't know. I mean the red dot must be like the scope on the yeah, on the sniper yeah. rifle or something. I don't I don't know. Point being is, is this is pretty ugly that you're actively on one of the most watched sports networks in the country and the world, actively telling grown men to injure another grown man in a sport where careers, you know, they don't last long already. Yeah. It's just, this is ugly. This is, and, and then there's literally no professional brushback from this. Nobody has come again, come out against Bart Scott with this. I know that Lewis Riddick kind of pushed back on it, but he did it in like a come on man manner. And that's fine. I mean, no, but I'm not, I'm not saying Lewis Riddick has to take the reins of this. But Lewis Riddick's, you know, brushing it off was the closest thing we had to someone actually rebutting this guy, you know, this guy telling grown professional football players to injure another professional football player. And it's ugly. It's absolutely ugly. Has you even seen this before I put on the doctor? Like, have you heard about it? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I saw it. Uh, it happened, what, Friday or Saturday? Yeah. It, it was uh, pretty early because of they were recapping that Bengals game. 
And you know what? I'm so tired of this whole like, oh, you don't run up the score on us. Nope. Have you seen how many people come back in football games? And how many how many misses a football game, Aaron? Sixty. Ask Auburn how much minutes a football game is. Yeah, it's not fifty-eight. It's sixty. Right. <laughs> like it matters. Even if you're up by thirty, things happen. The craziest things happen. I don't care. Like if you got a problem, stop them. If you want to give up, how about the how about if Denver came out? And said, we're going to injure Lamar Jackson because on that one play 10 weeks ago, he wanted to get the rushing record. And remember, he was good, looked like he was going to take a knee and then he dove off to the left. How about if Vic Fangio comes out and blah, 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 red dot system. And, you know, next time we see the Ravens, they're going to, you know, they're going to wish they'd never done that. In the last, I mean, like, come on, we don't do, they don't do that. That's that's the first. Like, why does is, why is Bart Scott get to do it? Why does he even, and what I meant about the red dot thing, why is he even, why is that even a thing in his brain? Like, that's been etched into his brain. So what is that, Baltimore? That's not a good look. I don't know. Maybe you have to talk to Rex Ryan and Dean Pease and some of the other defensive coordinators that were there over the time that Bart was there. Hey, I don't Rex? know. I think it was I think it was Rex or maybe Marvin Lewis. Bart Scott's been out of the league a while, so. Right. All right, and draft five Pigamores recap. I held it down on Pigamores 21st. <laughs> not that matters. I'm still fifth place in terms of the um in terms of that, but I'm um, Aaron. That's not even my best of the weekend. My best of the weekend is not me holding it down for some pick'em wars. My I think best, it was. That was that was good too. Right. My best it was was. Let me ask you your best first. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. I butchered um, that whole thing. Yeah, it's all right. It's all right. And it's a new year, new you, right? I'm hoping over. <laughs> so my best of the weekend. Well, my other worst of the weekend is I feel like I'm. Getting a little under the weather right now, but oh. uh, my best of the weekend is Vancouver Canucks assistant manager Brian, who goes by Red Hamilton, finds the woman who basically saved his life at a Kraken game. <laughs> so uh, he is uh, again Vancouver Canucks uh, equipment manager, assistant equipment manager. I guess she was sitting behind the Vancouver bench. Her name, I don't, I want to give her her credit here. Her name is, uh, oh, I lost it. Anyways, I'll find it here while I'm reading. Uh, Popovici, <laughs> that's her last name, uh, Nadia Popovici, and she's a Kraken fan, like you, Mike, and she uh, basically held up her phone with a message that said, the mole on the back of your neck is cancer, and Hamilton didn't even know he had a mole on the back of his neck, apparently he'd been keeping radios, his radio walkie-talkie on the back of his neck, and he went and got it checked out, and sure enough, it was cancer, so... Hamilton reached out through social media and through channels to the hockey Twitter and hockey community to find this woman and uh, just, you know, kind of give a, a, a gratitude, you know, a debt of gratitude to her. And uh, it ended up being, yeah, yeah. And the, I guess the doctor said two more years, he wouldn't be here. It would have, you know, wow. been legitimate, like, uh, you know, terminal cancer and uh, it, happy ending. And um, so, it was, uh, you know, you love happy endings. How can that not be the best of your week when it's a happy ending, right? I, I wanted to say about that as well. This Mad- Mad- Madia, Madia girl. N- Nadia. Oh, Nadia. Okay, Nadia, Nadia. Um, this is why I love, why, why why fans are cool sometimes, you know. They're, we talk about the hecklers, but I'm glad you gave her her props because, or her, or her Popovichis. Um, because Popovichis. it's, right. It just. Stuff like that could be viewed as, oh, what is she talking about? A mole? And then you start feeling around like, holy crap. Like, what is she talking about? She must know something about that. Maybe she's a doctor or whatever. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And his final uh, quote here was that, imagine 
walking around life knowing you saved a life but had no idea you did it. I wanted her to know and I wanted to say thank you. So again, what a what a nice gesture. Like I said, our worst of the weekend with, you know, the people suck, you know, mantra and then you find one that they're still good. So, so Nadia is uncanceled. Let's write her name down. <laughs> yeah, Nadia is uncanceled for now. Till they go through till they go through her Twitter and find something <laughs> stupid from 2011. 2012, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um my best, and Aaron, I, I kind of had to steal. I was going to steal this. One of us had to say this because it, it just had to happen. This is all yours, buddy. You did all the work in setting this up, so I cannot take any credit other than we had a great interview. Former guest on the show and former national champion, former Mr. Indiana basketball, you get it. Kyle Guy dropped 17 points in his Miami Heat debut and took the Heat Twitter by storm then played well last night in the loss to the Kings. They actually put Kyle Guy in the final possession when the Heat were down two. They went to Butler, but I thought that was pretty cool because he played for the Kings. And that's how I found out that maybe this guy would be a good interview. I mean, I always want to interview the guy, but I saw him having like a little post-game interview. I'm like, this guy might be pretty cool. So I looked him up. I got his agent. She was awesome, or whatever her agent or whatever she is. And awesome. I love it. He's also wearing number five, and this also hits home for me as well because I only buy a Heat fan. The only do we interview him. Number five is literally every single quarterback and NBA 2K player I've ever made. <laughs> I swear, it all would be Carvellis or K or Carvel on the back of a jersey, and number five will be right there. So that that's just crazy how that all wrapped around. Kyle, thank you for doing that for me. He didn't do that for me, but you get it. <laughs> oh, he totally did. He just didn't know it. Right. <laughs> Okay, so Android 5, Pick Up Wars recap. I went 21st. I'm still fifth in the college football bowl thing, which is really exciting. Um, Aaron, you went two and you went three and two in your AM Drive 5. I went two and three. You held it down. Thank you, pal. About time you held something down for us. <laughs> well, let's go to our Sunday night football review. That's enough of that. Packers beat the Vikings and Sean Mannion played quarterback. Pretty much all you need to know about the Vikings. Yeah, that uh, <clears throat> that closed one of the one of my bets uh, last night, and I never had to sweat it, which was nice. So thank you, Sean Mannion, for having virtually no offense for three and a half quarters, <laughs> and uh, we'll take the win there. But yeah, I mean, this is more of a testament to Kirk Cousins not being available. And look, you guys, I mean, I've talked about position on. Uh, you know, the vaccine and, 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 and the protocols and everything. And, but the fact of the matter is, is <clears throat> throw that all out the window. He was not there for his team in a pivotal game. Now, I understand that we may not agree with what the NFL does or what this whole vaccine thing is all about, but if this is your job and you want to continue to do it and you miss a gigantic playoff game, like the playoff, you know, implication game like this. No, they might not have won. They might not have won that game still. I don't know. <laughs> but at least try. I definitely know they weren't winning it with Sean Mannion. <laughs> Let's be honest you look there. You good to start, but man, everything else was just like, ugh. But this is the story that you kind of have to take away. Like, I understand everything I've said, and I firmly believe it, and it's Kirk Cousins' choice, and he has to live with it, and I 100% support that. But this is the spot that everybody's been saying, hey, man, there's going to come a time where this bites you in the butt. And it did. Playoff spot on the line, and it bit him in the bit the, him and the Vikings right in the butt. It might cost it might cost Mike Zimmer his job. Yep. 
So we'll see. Now, I'm not going to blame Zimmer's loss, this one loss and Zimmer's job on Kirk Cousins because there's so much more than that. But, yeah, this is a tough spot. I mean, this is what, unfortunately, we're going to have to start going through. People are going to miss pivotal moments in their life, in their job. And this is the story I took away from this Vikings-Packers game. Nothing on the field. I mean, congratulations to the Packers. They clinched the number one seed in the NFC. But this is the story we're going to take away from it. And I'm pretty sure it's going to be the story on a lot of major outlets over the next two, three days. Aaron Rodgers and the Packers locked up a number one seed. I did say that, yes. Congratulations to them. Which means they don't even have to play next week, if we're being fair. Why not get healthy? But, you know... Jordan Love Kirk, Show. Huh? It's the Jordan Love Show next week. Yeah, and then Kirk Herbstreit gets to talk. But we'll talk about that on the other side. <laughs> this is the AM Drive on Twilight Sports, a 90-minute Monday. We'll definitely do better the next segment because we, we got a lot to talk about, including something happened with Antonio Brown. I'll have to read about that over the break. I'm kidding. <laughs> also, Cosmo Playoff happened. Seems like three years ago now, but we're going to get to it. You're not going anywhere. Neither are we. It's the AM Drive Twilight Sports. We'll be right back like sports do you like free money you're gonna be watching the game anyway so join us at pickemwars.com to play weekly nfl and ncaa contests are live right now play free at pickemwars.com this is popple the next generation business card with just a tap your popple instantly shares your digital business card to both iphone and android devices the best part? The other person doesn't need an app or a Popple to receive your info. To pop your info, tap your Popple to the top of an iPhone, the center of an Android, or just scan your in-app QR code. And just like that, all your info is saved to their phone. More connections, more leads, more sales. That's Popple. Download our free app and get your Popple today. The AM Drive with Mike and Aaron might be the best morning show ever. If you love the show, shop the merchandise for $26 hoodies, $16 shirts, even $13 mugs, high quality swag for cheap because Mike and Aaron love the fans. The best morning show, the lowest price merch at amdrive.online. Aren't you the vice golf guy? Yeah. You want an autograph? Uh, yeah. Actually, I was just wondering if the balls are any good. The balls are amazing. You look like a Pro Plus guy. I thought you'd never ask. It's actually better than my old ball. And it's half the price. Top-performing golf ball, half the price. It's almost stealing. Quit searching the globe and get your high-performing golf balls at vicegolf.com. Sports fans are gearing up at Fanatics.com, the world's largest collection of officially licensed fan gear. From all the leagues, teams, and players you love. Shop now and get today's special offer. Fanatics.com, officially licensed everything. All right, and welcome back to the AM Drive here on 12 Ounce Sports, and we are presented by Fanatics. If you are looking for the best in sports apparel, including this hoodie, got this hoodie from Fanatics. I love it. They've got it all, every team, every league, the daily deals. But first, got to go to MikeAndAaronDrive.com and do what, Mike? Click the F. 
when you click that F, you can get to shop. And again, every team, every league, they've got the gear to ensure you and yours are showing your support each and every game day. So visit Fanatics via MikeAndAaronDrive.com and click that F today to get shopping for all your sports needs. I, I man, I love that place. Um, Aaron, so on Friday, because this actually did happen over the weekend, and we did not talk about what happened. It's the Cosmoball playoff. It just seems so long ago with everything that's happened in the last two days that Bama did beat Cincinnati twenty-seven to six. Desmond Ritter, <clears throat> wow, I'm, I'm dying. Desmond Ritter was not fantastic. I love how Cincinnati fought hard. And I hate doing this to Bama fans. You know, congratulations, but for what? Because they chirped and they chirped and they blew everyone's house down about how we beat Cincinnati 27 to 6? Aaron, this game was closer than Bama fans even. Like, they're up 17 to 6, and I'm watching the third quarter and in the stands, and they're like, Almost on the edge of their seat, like they're not cheering. They're like scared to death. And they had it on my arm length really the entire way. Did this 21-point loss help the Boise State's UCFs and others? Because it so, looked like it did. So first of all, I just kind of want to shoot you down here for a second because you can't go into this argument. It, this is the exact argument the Blue Bloods are saying. We don't play you guys because if we win, we're supposed to win. And if we lose it's all hell breaking loose for us. And I know you wanted to start saying it. Oh, you beat Cincinnati. Whoop-de-freaking-do. You only beat a bunch of... Nope. They beat a good team that was deserving to play. Alabama did not walk in there expecting them to just roll over and die. And yes, the score the score was closer than I think a lot of Bama fans indicated. But, you know, the, the G5 and the guys, you know, the underdog, you know, people who root for the underdog, they got what they wanted. And the game, yes, it, you know, it, would, it was unfortunate they didn't get a little bit more offense there. But uh, you can't you can't come in here and, and and play right into the narrative of well if they win then look at you know look at Alabama fall and you know if they lose well you you know you you know it's Cincinnati come on man let's uh, act like you but no it, it it was a great game Alabama played their tail off they won they they that's all they had to do was win by one point that's all they needed to do but yes to answer your question I do believe that this helped a lot of teams like Boise like Cincy like UCF and others say look. You know, there's going to be years where a team might be better than Cincy, you know, a G5 team. And these are the arguments, actually, and I will talk about it with Michigan here as well. These are the arguments that I actually believe that are, I can argue, I can use in favor of expansion. And you say, well, you know, they still got beat by three touchdowns. But I would expand the playoffs simply for the fact that did you not see all those New Year's Six Bowls that we had that were competitive and fun? Imagine if those were playoff games. Yeah. But I understand we might still get Alabama and Georgia, and that's fine. If that's the way you want to crown a champion, I'm totally fine. But expanding the 12 teams and letting Cincinnati's and Michigan's and Ohio State's and Utah's and, and Ole Miss's and Baylor's. And, I mean, could you imagine if all – imagine the intensity if all those were, were playoff games as well? It would have been incredible. And yeah, that, that Utah backup quarterback might have had a lot bigger story instead of just, oh, I won the Rose Bowl. whoop de doo well, it didn't, but he almost did. But, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's what I mean. I was like, wow, like this is a Rose Bowl game. And I was like, eh, Rose Bowl. But yeah, I mean, imagine not only that, and I know we're going to talk about this later in the segment. These Some of these guys aren't opting out. They're playing playoff games. Yeah, that's what's surprising to me. 
That's my argument. If the NCAA doesn't want to turn into a complete black hole of nothingness, make these playoff games. Expand the playoffs. Make this a true 12-team playoff and make your make your January, December 31st and January bowl games relevant again. But back to the initial game, I'd like to think it helped, but this might have been too big of a spread where the Blue Bloods are going to say, look, we can still stomp on you if we need to. Hmm. 17 to 6 would have made a better, a better, uh, a better argument if it would have yeah, stayed. But there. here's my thing, okay? I want to get you my, my two tweets that I had that I thought were pretty good. I'm sorry, myself here. Um, I refuse to believe that if Bama won 63 to 7, that the chirping wouldn't be louder and also including I told you so. And it rightfully should be. Which is what I'm saying, but like, but they didn't since he hung around, period. Mm-hmm. So give him credit. We all knew in our heart of hearts that they'd lose. But they fought hard, and they could have won. Um, for year, And here's my, my, my stomping point here. For years, Bama would win sexy. Big wins matter. Because they aren't as special this season, then that means it's no longer means anything to beat bad teams by 50. Or uh, you know lower tier teams by fifty, because I want I want Tide fans to keep that in mind. For years they created the narrative of, of win sexy pretty much, mm-hmm. like in college football. That why do you guys get ranked so high? Because you beat the bad guys by a ton of points. So why does it not matter now? Well, because they're already in the playoff now. It doesn't matter now. They've been inserted in the playoff. We don't we don't crown the CFP champion on sexy style points now. I mean, you look at it. I mean, I know, like yes. I said, we haven't, we haven't gotten to Georgia yet, but Georgia's the favorite going into this game. Oh, that's dumb. Georgia's the betting favorite going into this game, and maybe that was because of what happened on the field. I don't know. Again, Vegas and setting the lines isn't just, you know, it, there's so many factors than just, you know, who do you think on paper is the better team? There's so many factors going into play. But, again, I, I think if Cincinnati covers the spread, we have a whole different conversation, even if they lose. This 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 margin of victory is just a little bit outside the realm of Cincinnati and the G5s and the lower tiers being able to say, hey, look, man, we still I think they still belong. I do personally. But it's uh, it's not about exactly what I think. Like Notre Dame has gone in there. Clemson has gone in there. Other teams, Washington has gone in there and gotten dusted off far worse than this. That's my, my point. My argument, my argument was always. Yes, Cincinnati may go in there and get dusted. Yes, UCF may get, go in there and get their doors blown in. But they deserve the right to go in there. And that's a fair point. But to me, again, I I don't want to say anything away from, like, from Cincinnati. And I feel like people, people are using this to like, oh, we'll be one, one by 21. No, no, no. This was a 17 assist game for a long time until that last whatever touchdown. Right. And I don't believe that we should just because they got that touchdown and that field goal with that. No, Cincinnati was going to lose this game for three quarters, but they were hanging around. If Bama screwed up, then then it'd be a battle. But see, Cincinnati couldn't get anything going either. Just- so I think it was when I the way I watched this game was as I watched it, I saw Ritter and Ford, and the Cincinnati offense couldn't get anything. So I think UCF at- wins that game. I don't know. I don't want to play that game. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to play that what if game. It's possible with Mackenzie Milton. Absolutely. I'm not. I mean, that defense in 2017 was phenomenal until like, except for like one or two games. But the situation that that what I'm talking about here is that like 
when I watched that game, it never seemed like Cincinnati was ever going to be able to just turn it on on offense. Well, and really the talent and the depth, and you know, mostly the talent, obviously, of Brian Young or Brian Robinson and Bryce Young just overpowered them. And that's okay. Like I like I said, you like you said, most people, but even based on the number, didn't expect Cincinnati to walk in there and pull off the David beating Goliath. If it happened, oh my goodness. But <laughs> no one expected it. But at the same token, Alabama fans are still allowed to celebrate. I mean, they're still allowed to celebrate this this victory. I mean, they are still competing for another national title. And I'll say one last thing on this. I mean, you can you can too. The randos of the world are still talking. Oh, we got it. Oh, we proved no, you didn't prove anything. You proved me right, if anything. You 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 let this team hang around and they shouldn't have been hanging around. And with how bad they were on offense. And they hung around. They absolutely hung around. And I think what I think what I took away from this game was that there are going to be G5 because recruiting and college football is so cyclical. Now, the NIL might put a wrinkle in this. I don't know. We'll see. But like teams like UCF, they're going to the Big 12. Like, look, let's take the ACC, for example. Let's say Pitt went undefeated in the ACC. Were we putting them in the playoff? That's my point. He's like, Bama got in by default and they lost the game. But what if, but like, I don't like what ifs and what ifs, but like, there's an argument that Bama could not, should not have been in there, even if they did beat Georgia. Uh, you, you win the SEC, you win the SEC title, you're in. Uh, I'm sorry, you just are. I feel like it's the way they beat Georgia. I think even if they beat them by one point, they're still in the playoff. They just but why? Just because it's the SEC. Yes, the That's, SEC is. That... Unfortunately, the SEC has proven time and time again that while they may not be a superior overall conference, they do have superior teams. Whether or not we agree with that, whether or not we are, you know, you accept that or not, they do. I mean, look at there was a there was a decade where they rattled off like nine of the ten national champions. Which is fine, but I guess my biggest complaint with the SEC thing is now is college football is so year to year basis. Why does SEC get the default train? If if because technically college football, college basketball are like pretty much this year's good, this year's bad, this year they're this polar year, this opposites. Year. I one hundred percent agree with you, and that's right. where I think the argument is. If the argument isn't well, G five should get in over a second SEC team. The argument is for expansion because. Hey, if the ACC goes undefeated, if the Pac-12 goes undefeated, if the American Conference, the Mountain West, if we go undefeated, we should have the opportunity to play for a championship. We might go I mean, in there and get the brakes beaten off of us, but we should have it. it. Because in college basketball, if I go undefeated or if I win my conference, I can go play for a national title. That's the argument from G5. And another thing is, oh, Cody Jansen said it best. If this was, a let's say, a round of 64, which is never going to happen, Cody. No, that's too unless much. We're, unless we're in the year 3000. But if Cody said this was a round of 64. Both these teams would lose, would not even make it to the championship, and I agree with him. I don't yeah, even know I mean, if this Alabama team or the Cincinnati teams makes it that far. Maybe, maybe not. That's the thing. Like my philosophy is 12 to 16 teams make, and it's and you you, you know you talk about college football. I know we spend a lot on this, and I'll move on. But I don't care. <laughs> you know we we look at a situation where the the NCAA and the college football playoff all they care about is money. Make yep. these games playoff games, and you have players who don't opt out, and you have more money. No one is going to the Popeye's Chicken Bahamas Bowl, and no <laughs> one's watching it. No offense, but no one's watching it. Oh, I mean, man. look, you, you canceled four bowls, and nobody batted an eye. That's bad. 
They might have lost money more. Can you imagine how much they gained compared to what they lost this year? I'm sure there's a lot of insurance policies taken out. Woo! All right, college football playoff again. Georgia beat Michigan, setting up the rematch. Fire. Um, Aaron, I know I picked Georgia my seven and a half, but I mean, good lord, this game was wasn't competitive. I mean, what I tell you, they can't run the ball; they're going to get destroyed. Yeah. And what um, happened? They couldn't run the ball. They got destroyed, and here we are. I have a question. Um. Is this a good season for Jim Harbaugh or not good enough? That's absolutely a good season. I mean, he finally got the monkey off his back with Ohio State, and he got into the playoff, which is what they hired. They basically, this is what they hired him to do. Now, of course, they would love for him to win a national title eventually, and I'm sure if this became the norm for Michigan, you know, Wolverine fans would then be like, well, this guy can't win a title. Let's go get somebody else. Again, I've said this. I've beat this drum. Who are you going to get that's better? You going to go get Urban Meyer? Are you really going to go get Urban Meyer? And is that really going to matter? I mean, it could. I Maybe. mean, the, the point being is is that, like, I mean, Jim Harbaugh is one of the top five coaches in, in college football. And he might even have moved up a little bit with Brian Kelly moving away from Notre Dame. I think Brian Kelly and LSU is going to be a match made in hell. But, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, agree. I think this is absolutely a successful season. It had been, what, six years? He hadn't beat Ohio State, and he wasn't even getting close to Ohio State. There was a lot of times he was getting destroyed. So, yeah, this is absolutely a successful season for Michigan and Jim Harbaugh. I don't want to make this joke. Well, first, before I make the joke, Aaron, based on Friday's games, who's better right now? Before you can give me your lean, Georgia or Bama, based on the, based on those games. Just based on the two games and nothing else? Yes. I think Georgia by a mile, but that's just based on Friday. I don't know. Both teams played well. Bama, oh. show, Bama showed – that and this is what happened. This is what again. I can't use the rest of the year, but this is what happened. Georgia was never tested, even in this game they were never tested. And <laughs> Alabama, Alabama had somewhat of a test. Like you said, the game was close. People thought there's a chance Cincinnati can get back in this, <sighs> which we know wasn't true. But yeah, I would give the slight edge to Georgia. Just, wow, but it's not. It's not Miles. No, absolutely. Mm. Not. I say a mile. I didn't say Miles. I said a mile. Whatever mile. It's. It's, I think it's exactly like a field goal, maybe. Oh. Even though Michigan was pretty was a lot better than Cincinnati, if I had to put a number on them, I'd, I'd pick Michigan. Why? Because they scored five more points? I don't think they were better. No, I, I, I think Michigan, if I put Michigan against Cincinnati, I think Michigan beats them too. Mm, yeah, probably. Probably. Just saying. Um... How about the Rose Bowl game was a thriller? Um, somebody named my J.J. Smith. Nigba? Let's use that. It's my, it's my Smith Nigba. Oh, let me shut up. I'm not going to do that. Don't go there. No. Okay. He went berserk. He went bonkers. Yes, he did. I mean, I'm sitting there watching, watching this game. This Utah kid, by the way, I tweeted out the photo the ESPN, even after the game, had not had that Braxton Barnes kid name up. But then, like, I think I checked, like, yesterday. I was like, oh, they finally got his name right. Now he has a link you can click on. <laughs> they did not see the Utah quarterback coming in and doing what he did. But, man, C.J. Freak, what a game from C.J. Stroud. Even if you take away J.J. smith Nigba, C.J. Stroud, dude, is going to be special. He sure looks like it. Absolutely. I 100% agree with that. And – I'm glad that even though I didn't cover, I did. I was happy that 
uh, Ohio State didn't pack it in because they were down what, 20, 28-7, yeah. 21-7, something like that along those there lines. There were people and, that said, like, I was reading Ian McQuiston's tweets, who's a big Ohio State fan. He said, yeah, it seems not going to be good next year. We're just terrible. I mean, he was ready to write them off. Everyone was ready to write them off. I I, I was just hoping they would uh, – they wouldn't give up, and they didn't. So appreciate that. Yeah, big big game for Ryan Day as well. If I'm being honest, I don't know what he said in that locker room. I don't know what he injected him with, but it was some of that Gatorade or something. Yeah, that. But that, you know what? That was such an entertaining game that we got, and I'm glad we got that. I mean, I knew Utah would be up for it. It's their first Rose Bowl, their Pac-12 champions, and you know that they weren't going to be involved in the college football playoffs. So they said, "Hey, man, maybe we can stick it to Ohio State and get some chirping chips out of this." And you know, I'll, I'll say, it, I'll say, it, if this was a playoff game, I think that Braxton Barnes kid gets a lot more praise than JJ Smith. JJ Smith maybe about 347 yards receiving, and it's still not being talked about to me enough. But again, because this is what the a, NCAA and the college football playoff has created. I mean, yeah, the Rose Bowl was game. a thriller, but ultimately it means nothing anymore. That's so sad, dude. They don't mean things to these universities, at least in terms of like the, the way they'll talk about it, like. I mean, when I was growing up, like the Rose Bowl meant something, you know, you, even though oh, you yeah. even, granddaddy even if, of them all. Yeah. Even if you weren't playing for a national title, like you were playing in the Rose Bowl, you were playing in the Cotton Bowl, you were playing the, like these BCS bowls still meant something, even if you weren't like now, it's just like, yeah, cool. That was a barn burner, but oh, well, we move on. Like imagine if that was a playoff game. Imagine the playoff role game. of commentator here. That game went from Ohio State moves on. What a performance to they won a Rose Bowl. See you next yeah. year. I want another Rose Bowl. I mean, the only thing positive I could have taken out of that is if Utah would have held on to win and, and got their first Rose Bowl. That would be the only thing that would have been really a feel-good story. Like you said, like Ohio State survived. Like, we all knew they were supposed to go in there and win that game. They survived. They, they move on. They were favored to win that game despite their two, two at least two of their three Olave leading receivers. Yeah, Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson sitting out. And they were in a barn burner. And like you said, you're right. Most people don't care. <laughs> I can just imagine the broadcaster was probably pissed. Like, God, I can't even say they're moving on. <laughs> I'm curious to know, and I'm sure we'll get these, and maybe we'll have to look look for them up. I'm curious to know the viewership of some of these games. Some of these games that used to be must-see TV. Cotton Bowl, uh, Orange Bowl, Fiesta Bowl. Right. Yeah. I agree. Well, let's get our Bull Benny Bonanza update here. And Aaron... I'm not going to take my hats off to you yet, but my, my hat's falling off my head. How about that? Uh, I'll just take a nice uh, you know, one of those. So, woo! I ain't doing that yet. Hey, man, dude. I mean, I understand that I'm, you know, two games up here. and we. But look at look at the numbers. We're 50, 20, and 4. That's incredible. I know we're picking the same games, but my point is, is that like, that's I know this is next segment. Oh, no, I'm sorry, not 50. 48, 20, and 4. Sorry. I know this is next segment, but I think we both deserve a vice golf clap. This this yeah, is one of those. Because, it's Aaron, we, well. we've done well. It's gone well, absolutely, 100%. And I want to let people know this is against the spread. This was no best bet, which to me, I guess the spread is even harder. We had only uh, two pushes. Yeah. Well, I mean, finding out. There's a couple of those games in there, like the North Texas game. If I'd have known the running back was going to sit out 10 minutes before the damn you game started. You and 2 I might be 26-8-2. Who knows? There's a couple of those. I mean, uh, who knows if Matt Corral plays that whole game. They, Ole Miss might, be, might beat Baylor, and then I lose that game, and you win that game. Like, And I'm glad you brought that up about Matt Corral, because somebody named Kirk Herbstreet, 
who said ever since he was an all-world quarterback in college, decided he wants to chirp about some things too. He basically said the guys do not love football. And then if they if they walk if they sit out of the bowl game, like, this game means like blah blah blah. And Matt Corral, they almost thought he was going to, he had torn something. I'm reading it's a sprained ankle. Hopefully that is true. Aaron, I know you had a take before the show about this, but this is this doesn't look good. So yeah, it's a bad. It, it's okay. The take by Her- <laughs> Kirk Herbstreit. We'll break it down here. Like I understand exactly what he's saying because I kind of feel the same way. But he is a part of this. The NCAA, the college football player, he's part of the reason this has become what it has. Yes, I agree. When you were in college, Kirk, in the 90s, yes, the Rose Bowl mattered. Yes, these bowls mattered, like these BCS championship bowls. But, you know, we've created a system where the bowls have become meaningless. And And on top of that, the NFL is so large today that even a person getting those four years in the league, that first contract, Matt Corral, if Matt Corral, look, let's take Baker Mayfield. If Baker Mayfield gets these four years, which he has, and if he, God forbid, even gets a fifth year, or even if he doesn't, <laughs> he's made a lot of money in just those four years. Yep. And guys like Matt Corral, like, I would not have blamed him if he sat out too. Like, these guys got to go do any, – any athlete with half a brain would sit out. Absolutely. But this is what the NCAA and the college football playoff and ESPN, this is what they have developed. And like I said, I understand what Kirk Herbstreit was trying to say, that they don't – they skip these bowls for the money. They don't play the – and Matt Corral might be the guy that echoes Kirk Herbstreit. I'm playing this because my guys are out there. They helped me get to a position where I might make a lot of money. So I feel like I owe it to them. And Matt Corral is more than welcome, and any other player is more than welcome to absolutely go out there and play football. But he is now the shining reason why they don't. Yeah, that's sad. Now, it turns out it's not going to be a major injury. But what if it was? Yeah, and, and they thought it was. I mean, there was the – Kirk Hershey's head was being called for on a silver platter. Because that's you know how what? close this was to being a major injury. Is, I partially agree with him. These kids don't play football for the love of the game anymore, and I don't blame them. You're right, because that's what, that's what we've – that's what the old heads have created – Money has dominated this. Now, the old heads want the money. The old heads want the the, um, love of the game. But at the same time, the old head created the narrative, like you said. So which one do you want? Yeah, they did this. They made the Rose Bowl irrelevant. They made – what bowl were they in? The Sugar Bowl? Yeah, that was 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 Sugar sugar Bowl. They made the Sugar Bowl irrelevant. They made the the Fiesta Bowl irrelevant. Like, that Oklahoma State-Notre Dame game was incredible, too. That was a fun game to watch, too. But ultimately, it doesn't mean anything. Yeah, so was in the South area, Sugar Bowl used to be a big thing. I remember when Georgia made the Sugar Bowl, it felt like a national championship. It didn't feel that much, but it felt like you had won something around here. When I, went to a few, I went to a few Orange Bowls. Orange Bowls were big. Absolutely. I, I remember. Hell, I remember when the Citrus Bowl was big. Huh. Even 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 when I was in college, that, that bowl kind of fell off, and that was right in my backyard. So I wonder if um, you're hearing other people like getting pissed off and like these games don't mean anything anymore. I think that's ultimately, and I think Kirk Herbstreit was kind of a mouthpiece for that because ESPN is broadcasting a lot of these, and they're probably losing. They're probably having to renegotiate contracts with sponsors, and viewership is down, and a lot of people don't care. Like if I miss any game, I didn't care. Like I didn't watch a lot of these games. I mean, I watched. The only reason I would have watched, the only reason I watched what I did was because at work I can watch football. But uh, which is nice. It is nice, but like. (laughs) If I was at a job where I couldn't watch it, like I wouldn't care if I missed him. 
I could read the recap. I can watch some highlights. Like there's so much interactive, you know, things I can do to catch up on it. Actually watching the game really doesn't mean much anymore. And to be honest with you, college football games turn into like a four to five hour marathon nowadays. Aaron, let's go to the NFL. Because the first thing we have to talk about is just another crazy story of the weekend. And this one might be the craziest story yet. Aaron, I'm going to make a 30 for 30 joke here. Okay. Ready for it? What if okay. I told you a guy was so weird that what he did overshadowed a Tom Brady fourth quarter comeback? 30 for 30 presents AB from bad to worse. Okay. I don't really know where to go with that. But yeah, he did. The problem is there's so many Tom Brady fourth quarter comebacks. That oh, this good one... Lord. <laughs> Congratulations, this is not nothing. I'm sorry. Has your team clinched a playoff berth yet? Yeah, we're going to talk about them on the other side. <laughs> yeah, this was, uh, I don't know. Like, I, I, mm. I hate to say something. This, I, I hate to think this isn't shocking, but I mean, it is, it is kind of, sh- I don't know. Like, <laughs> You know, there's so many people that are quick to rush to selective defense. And sure, A.B. might have CTE. It's probably possible. But can we be done with him, please? Oh, like so he, just been, that's all you got to say is just, we're just done with him. That's it? I'm sorry. Look, go get him help, you know, in the situation. Like, I know that everybody's trying to point to that Vontez Burvick. There's no statistical evidence that that specific hit changed his life. Someone made the point like he had the hairdo – it look like a screw before yeah. that part. I mean, he's done, and you you posted on Twitter. He's done things all his. He's done this childish diva antics all his life. I mean, yeah. didn't he get kicked out of Florida International? He got he got a scholarship pulled at Florida International for being an idiot for being I'm not just like a, a someone. Someone first said it was a student. I read more about it, it was a security guard. Whoever a it is, like he's guard. he's thrown couches out a window. I mean. Like, somebody's got to be in his camp to say, dude, you're – and if the money doesn't matter to him, fine, I get it. But, like, he was, like, eight, he was eight catches, like, 50-something yards and a touchdown away from a million dollars. Like, And then the reports say that Arians won him in the game on two separate occasions. And he said no. Yeah. And he said no. So, obviously, that incentive wasn't that great. People were like, oh, he could have had money, could have had this, could have had that. I'm telling people, stop with the recency reaction crap. This, good, on, good on Bruce. Get the hell out of here. Good on Bruce. Yeah. People are people are literally going on Twitter. Like every last reply is, oh, let's just feel sorry. Why should I feel sorry for this guy? I don't feel sorry for him. I don't feel sorry for CT, him. CT, that's it. That's, that's just it. CT, that's all. It's bipolar. It's the victim it's mentality. Bipolar. It's the victim mentality. Pay your chef. Play football. Arians and Brady, Brady went out, stuck out his neck for you to get you another, you know, another yeah. opportunity. Like. Everybody has come to your defense, and even Brady's still coming to his defense, and I, I and that's oh. fine. I'm not I'm not against Brady doing that. That's fine. If you want to stick by your guy, absolutely. But hmm. yeah, this is just I just we just need to be done with Antonio Brown. We're gonna he's gonna pop up in the USFL next year. Watch or this Ooh. year, I guess. What is the USFL? Uh, it's just like the XF. It's just another league. The USFL actually back in I believe the 80s made a legitimate threat to the NFL. Like it could have overtaken like. Herschel Walker played in it. Uh, wow. Steve Steve Young played in the in the uh, USFL. Like it, it, they were signing guys. They were taking guys away from the uh, the NFL. Like it made a legitimate threat. And then, if you believe the story, Donald Trump actually screwed it up. 
but I don't want to get into all that on the uh, you know on the short time we have. Oh my god, it's a ninety minute Monday. I, I think I think there's a thirty for thirty on the USFL too. You should watch it. There's quite a few thirty for thirties. I have to. I, see, I thought there was like seventy thirty for thirties, but we're gonna leave that alone. That's probably true. Yeah, I don't even know what that means. Thirty for thirty, but it sounds cool. Um, when we come back to the AM drive. More football happens, so we're going to keep this on the field. And up next, we're going to talk about NFL Week 17. And what if I told you that wasn't the last week of the season? <laughs> You're not going anywhere, neither we. AM Drive, we'll be right back. you like sports? Do you like free money? You're going to be watching the game anyway. So join us at pickemwars.com to play. Weekly NFL and NCAA contests are live right now. Play free at pickemwars.com. This is Popple, the next generation business card. With just a tap, your Popple instantly shares your digital business card to both iPhone and Android devices. The best part? The other person doesn't need an app or a Popple to receive your info. To pop your info, tap your Popple to the top of an iPhone, the center of an Android, or just scan your in app QR code. And just like that, all your info is saved to their phone. More connections, more leads, more sales. That's Popple. Download our free app and get your Popple today. The AM Drive with Mike and Aaron might be the best morning show ever. If you love the show, shop the merchandise for $26 hoodies, $16 shirts, even $13 mugs. High quality swag for cheap because Mike and Aaron love the fans. The best morning show, the lowest price merch at amdrive.online. Aren't you the vice golf guy? Yeah. You want an autograph? Uh, yeah. Actually, I was just wondering if the balls are any good. The balls are amazing. You look like a pro plus guy. I thought you'd never ask. It's actually better than my old ball. And it's half the price. Top performing golf ball, half the price. It's almost stealing. Quit searching the globe and get your high performing golf balls at vicegolf.com. Sports fans are gearing up at fanatics.com, the world's largest collection of officially licensed fan gear. From all the leagues, teams, and players you love. Shop now and get today's special offer. Fanatics.com, officially licensed everything. All right, and welcome back to the AM Drive here on this 90-minute Monday, and we are brought to you by Vice Golf. It's very simple. Vice Golf makes the best ball out there at the lowest price, and they ship them right to your door. Mike, it's helped out your game tremendously. Yeah, so um, I, I'm booking my trip to Maui because I, I get to play in that Maui thing because I, I did win some tournaments last year. So Good job. Very exciting. Yeah, That's very good, very good. If you want to get the best ball at the lowest price shipped right to your door, visit MikeAndAaronDrive.com and click that Vice Golf logo to get shopping today. Vice Golf and AM Drive. It's a hole-in-one. Oh, whoa! Whoa, good job. Okay, let's get to, in honor of John Madden, the Raiders upset the, um, I was looking for something to dump on my hat here. Um, The Raiders upset the Colts 23-20. Let's all respect to John Madden. What the heck are we doing, man? <laughs> Carson Wentz, I told you guys about three or four weeks ago, I'm done with him. 
I'm done with him. He is so annoying. He can make every throw, but he chooses to be the hero. It's not what the Colts need, pal. The Colts need a guy who can make every throw and rely on Jonathan Taylor. JT did his thing, and this idiot did not. That's why we lost this game. Thank you so much, Carson Wentz, for proving me wrong. Thank you. I, I mean, I don't know what you expect. Like, I don't know, hey, you know, what you guys expected out of Carson Wentz. Like, this was just a, a game that stayed close. I mean, right. Uh, hats off to the Raiders. I keep telling you that for some reason they're better. They're better away from Allegiant Stadium than they are at Allegiant Stadium. They're no? they're a five hundred team at home, and they seem to win these games. This one felt like it was for Madden. I know Madden was an Oakland guy, but this one just felt like, you know, they got this one for him. Yeah, Yeah, they got up for Plus, their playoff hopes are still alive now. (laughs) Yeah, I see that. Yeah, no big deal. But, uh, yeah, I mean, hats off to to the Vegas Raiders for getting this one on the road. And this is a big blow for Indianapolis. I think they, you know, they've they've got a win, obviously. And uh, there's a big matchup between Vegas and, and the Chargers coming next week. I know that. What's crazy about this game, Aaron, is that I'm sitting there and watch. I'm just – I feel like the team – I don't know if the team doesn't like Carson Wentz. I don't know. Like, I just feel like something's going on. Like, Carson Wentz should not be this bad. Like, what's wrong with him? I just, I just think he makes poor decisions sometimes. I mean, there was one play in particular. I know he escaped the pressure. They had him down, and he escaped it and had probably five or six, seven yards of running room, and then he tries to float the ball. Like across his point. body, it's like, why are you making that decision? No smart quarterback. Take the six or seven yards, get down, move on. Like, so it's decisions like that. That was a microcosm of really what Carson Wentz does. And, you know, it, it's it's unfortunate because we all thought Frank Reich would be the missing puzzle piece to the great Carson Wentz. And so far through this season, it hasn't worked. But Carson's been in out of lineup with injuries. I understand. And COVID problems. Maybe the next year will be a, a better opportunity. I don't. I don't know what the, the contract status of Carson Wentz is, but I mean, you still have to feel optimistic about what they've done. I mean, I understand that you know you're on the precipice of entering the playoffs, but uh, don't get down on your team completely. They've. They've. I, in my opinion, I think they've overachieved because I didn't expect Carson Wentz to be anything for them. But a lot of that's due to to Jonathan Taylor this year. I love how that red sweatshirt is like. It looks like you're just blending into the entire screen here. Looks pretty cool. <laughs> chasing Jamar. Jamar chasing. Bengals be the Chiefs 34-31. And who's going to stop Jamar Chase, Aaron? Can you do it? Uh, no, I can't do it. Can Casey's defense do it? Clearly they couldn't. What do you have, 200 yards and three touchdowns? Yeah. Well, Steve yeah. Spagnuolo's got some answering to do again. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we talked about, you know, the, the Chiefs' defense and how they're a threat. But, yeah, you can't give up 34 points. That's for dang sure. Uh, what did what did he have? 266 and three touchdowns. That's insane. It is insane. And, you know, hey, Kansas City had a chance to really kind of cement the number one seed here. And now they don't control their own destiny with that. I'm assuming they're going to try to play hard because, you know, Tennessee has a, a – a, a, what do they have a game against – Houston Which next is week. Insane. 
Yeah, so maybe they might take the week off. Who knows? I don't know. We'll see. Because the thing is, is if you just bench all your starters next week and you still have a playoff game at home, which they will because they clinch a division, why not just have your bye at week 18 instead of having your bye at uh, week, uh, you know, the wild card weekend? Just have right. your bye there. But yeah, Jamar Chase is incredible. Um, you know, uh, he's probably rookie of the year. I think there's two guys that the only there's only two guys in my opinion that may be in the discussion other than him. But yeah, he's probably going to win rookie of the year. Zach Taylor as another one of those guys that incredible hire. Looks good now. Yeah, the first what year or two it didn't, but then like I said, he lost Joey Burrow last last year when they were surprising teams. They were they were beating teams that they shouldn't have. And uh, now they look like they've got a team there. Like he seems to the notion we have, at least under Marvin Lewis, was they were undisciplined. You know, the Vontez Perfects and the and the Pac-Man illegal Jones. hits and right. yeah, Pac-Man Jones. But now it seems like they've they've got kind of a, a chemistry in the locker room. And of course, all that always works when you're winning. So we'll have to see what happens down the field, but or down the, down the road. But right now they look good, and uh, they could be a threat to anyone in the playoffs. Uh, so we'll have to see how that That's is, how that goes. Especially with Joe Mixon, that's a good point. Yeah, I mean, they're 5-2 and two on the road. So, I mean, just, they're going to get one home game. We know that because they – I think they – didn't they just clinch the division? I'm pretty sure, yeah. Uh, so they're going to get one home game. But on the road, I mean, they're 5-2. and two. They can they can hang with anybody. You know, Tennessee, you know, Kansas City again, obviously. So we'll, we'll really have to see. I mean, if they end up having to face – Buffalo or whoever. I don't know. It's going to be probably Tennessee or Kansas City because I think Cincinnati's in the three seed. But, yeah, I think they can hang with anybody. I mean, are they legit Super Bowl contenders? Maybe. Mm. Does anybody believe Tennessee is a legit Super Bowl contender right now? Without Derrick Henry? I don't think so. So then you you have Kansas City, Cincinnati, and maybe Buffalo. So this one really hurt to type as a graphic. Um, The mighty uh, (laughs) – Set up for me, Aaron. <clears throat> the Mighty Titans, your AFC oh, South champions. Oh, thank you, Carson Wentz. Thank you. Titans just won a bunch of games without Derrick Henry, and Carson Wentz had John Taylor couldn't do it. Um, Titans made sure the Dolphins um can have a good one. I believe the Dolphins are now eliminated. If, that think, is correct. Which is insane. But you know, Mike Vrabel completely outcoached this team into a. Back to being lowercase Tua, just tuna fish at this point. And um, yeah, Titans look good, I guess. Yeah, I mean they did what they had to do. They controlled this game from start to finish. Like you said, made Tua look uh, look poor, but uh, it, it was the running game. It went back to the run. You have Dante Foreman and you have Dontrell Hilliard. If if they can run the football. They got a chance. And again, I don't think they're legitimate Super Bowl contenders because I think teams are going to go all out to stop them. And especially teams like Kansas City, like it's going to be a different tune from Kansas City than from the last time they played the Titans. Right. Uh, because Ryan Tannehill, in my opinion, while he's a fine quarterback, is just not going to win you football games. He's not the guy. AJ Brown be. helps. Yeah, well, AJ Brown doesn't help when he only gets two catches in a whole game. Yeah, I mean, ever since he's come back, I feel like they haven't lost. It's true. Maybe he's just a good luck charm. Absolutely. Or maybe just a distraction. I mean, the thing is, is for Tennessee, I think, in my opinion, they've got to get home field advantage throughout the whole playoff. They're, I think they want it more than anybody, probably. 
and they're probably going to get it. No, no disrespect to Houston. We'll see what plays out, but <laughs> they're probably going to get home field advantage here in this spot. And that that's going to be the big thing for Tennessee that the AFC goes through them. And that's, that's, that's why they may go to the Super Bowl. I ultimately think somebody will beat them, but that's why they may go to the Super Bowl is because they are really good at home. Minus oh, week, home Tennessee? Yeah, minus week yeah. one, they're really good at home. Fair enough. Week one seems so long ago, doesn't it? And it was. It was like four months ago, wasn't it? Ooh. Let's get to struggling Stafford. Rams did beat the Ravens 20-19, but Aaron, this was in my AM Drive 5, and it was an, I had the over and Matthew Stafford, just like I remember him when I was a kid, watching him at Georgia, was underachieving bastard. He's just—he's not—he's not a great quarterback. I'm sorry, Lions fans. He's not. No, well, I, I, great, elite. No, I don't think he is. But you know, he has—he's very streaky, and they're hoping that the streak is hot while the playoffs start. And right now, it's not. So let's—they're hoping. Hey, man, let's get it up. You know, three more turnovers. And this game should have gone the Ravens' way. It's quite unfortunate that, you know, L.A. was able to pull out a victory on them. Uh, this one was also in my AM Drive 5. I did have Baltimore, so we got that. Very good, covered. yep. Uh, but, you know, yeah, you're right. This is all going to go with uh, Matthew Stafford. So we're going to have to see how it goes. And uh, I think if they lose next week, they lose the division. So, yeah, good luck. Wow. And how do we get to this point? You ask, well... LOL Cowboys. <laughs> I'm so good at this stuff. Um, Cardinals beat the Cowboys 25-22. Michael Gallup, I haven't seen the update this morning, but um, on a, I, I'm going to say he tore his ACL. When I watched the replay, I said, yeah, this is, that's a knee ligament. Mm-hmm. Went up for a ball, and if you watched it live, he immediately went down. Although he caught the ball, great for him. But when you saw a replay of his left, he just kind of jerked back for no reason. That's pretty much what that is. Um, sucks for them, but really the Cowboys were just, just beat. This guy punched in the mouth. Cardinals kept it, like you said, arm's length, and this game was 25-22. Arizona held on for the win because Cowboys always like to pad stats late, but and I'm not as high on the Cowboys as I have been. Well, I was going to say, this game, you know, they really didn't have, you know, they didn't have it in the bag. You know, Dallas made a late charge here. Um, Ultimately, I think Dallas should be okay without yeah. Michael Gallup. They have, you know, Cooper. They have uh, C.D. Lamb. They have Dalton Schultz. They have Cedric Wilson. Uh, you know, they have the two guys out of the backfield as well. I think ultimately they should be okay. But this is a situation, and I've said this for the last at least two months, if Dallas can't run the football, they're not a good football team. And it's not a disrespect to Dak Prescott, but when it's just like any other quarterback. When we know what you're going to do, it's an easy league to play football in. Yep. And, you know, we talked about this, you know, who's going to take the load going into the playoffs. And it looks like neither back really wants. I mean, Dak Prescott was leading rusher for them. And I know they had to <laughs> abandon the run relatively early, but you just if they can't run the football and they can't control the tempo of a game, they're not they're not they're not able to keep up with these guys. They can't come back. Let's put it that way. They can't come back in football games. Yeah, I agree with you there Um, for the. Cardinals, though, I, I was impressed. It goes to show the parody in the NFL we've talked about, though. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, the Cardinals, we were, we were hating on them, what, the last three weeks? Yeah, and, and this was a big win for them. 
I don't know if they're going to crack Miami Drive 5 tomorrow, but, you know, they can come close. It's possible. It is possible. They, they're they sitting on the outside probably, but I know that like this was a big win to get them back. Winning the division at the end would be huge because they get. I think they get Seattle to end the season, and then L.A. gets San Francisco, who's fighting for their playoff life. Oh. So this could set up nicely for Arizona to win and the division. And San Francesco could beat L.A. Say that again? And Francesca could beat L.A. Oh, Francesca. Okay, I see what you did there. <laughs> oh, thank you. Hi, Mom. Francesca. You didn't yeah. know I knew that person, did you? Fran Dresser? Yeah, Fran Dresser, whatever name is. Oh, my God. Just stop. Go to the next game. <laughs> All right. You know, that almost hurts. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm just little vice golf snaps over here. Um, Eagles beat the Washington football team. They're now 9-7. and seven. Good job for um, Nick Big Dick Sirianni. Just once again, just a monster. He has made some reporters look stupid and chilly. If you look at the Old Taste Exposed accounts, I've actually interviewed that guy. I want to have him on again. But Old Taste Exposed account, once again, exposed the crowd of the Eagles people who said Nick Sirianni was just terrible. He couldn't handle everything, and they had never seen him coach a game. Good job with the Eagles, but they're still not there yet. Well, they are in the playoffs. So well, they're in. They did. So by virtue wow. of beating New Orleans, whatever New Orleans does next week, uh, they the only two teams left. So there's two teams fighting for one playoff spot next week. It's the 49ers and the Saints. Oh. My money's on Francesca. I don't know. The Saints get the Falcons and the 49ers get the Rams. The Rams who are also playing for the division. So it's going to be interesting. The Falcons have been scary, sneaky. And it's funny because the San Francisco beat Philadelphia. So they're ahead of them in the standings. But Philadelphia beat New Orleans. But if New Orleans wins and San Francisco loses, San Francisco's out. You love week 18. Well, now week 18. You love these matchups, the whole scenarios. It's San Francisco's currently in the sixth seed but can find their way out of the playoffs by losing. I'm playing an anthill or one of those little ant farms right now. So the thing is, is Philadelphia can basically take week 18 off and still move up to the sixth seed if San Francisco loses and New Orleans wins. I was insane. The NFL wanted this and they got it. Yeah, well, absolutely. Like you said, the parody, you know, you have two teams vying for one spot in the NFC, and in the AFC you have one, two, three, four, five teams vying for Two spots. I don't want to talk about it. Including the Colts. No, I don't want to talk about it. I know. I just had to throw that in there again. Woo, I bet. Because you, you, I had 9 nothing. now. You get 23-20. Congratulations, sir. Mm, fair enough. I, I'm, not a Raiders, I'm, not a, I'm not a Raiders fan, though, so it does, that's irrelevant to me. Still, Chargers beat the Broncos. Um, and, and I don't know what to say about this game. Besides, Chargers got their revenge, which I thought they were going to. But I mean, Chargers are nothing scary. Broncos need to get need to just release Drew Locke. And I don't know what else to say about this game besides that playoff implications for the Chargers. And now they're one game away from making it. I don't want to talk about it though. That's fine. Yeah, I mean, Chargers <laughs> went in and got it and got it done, and sets up a really big matchup with the Vegas and LA coming up the last game of the regular season. Oh. That's crazy that Vegas is 9-7. They've just done so well with – I don't even want to talk about half the stuff that's going on with that team. They, I mean, we've canceled John Gruden. 
the person who was shot were named nameless killed somebody. I mean, it's just it's unbelievable. John Madden yeah. died. Yeah, I mean, it's it, there's so much going on with the Raiders here in this spot, but. Uh, you asked me off the air if this is a su- successful season for them. First of all, absolutely, 100%. They lost their coach. They lost a receiver to you know a, tr- a tragic, unfortunate incident. They lost one of the icons of their franchise. And they're still going to finish above 500, no matter what happens next week. And they have a chance for the playoffs, which is just insane. Yep. And Who do they play? They're playing in L.A. <laughs> I just said that. I was wondering about that. That's the last that game of the year, L.A. versus, versus Vegas, so. Who are you leaning on right now as we kind of tease that? Uh, I think the game is here. If the game is here, I got to lean toward Las Vegas. But yeah, even if game, it wasn't, like, who are you going with? I might even try to go to that game. <laughs> please do. Please. That would be awesome. For the sake of the AM drivel. Um, please stop with your Snoop Dogs. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wish you'd go on Instagram Live and just show us the game on the AM Drive TV Instagram. If I go, I will not do that i will maybe take some pictures thanks so much for that i'd rather go and enjoy the game than no, I just think, no, I, it's okay Aaron. i get it i get it i don't like to live in a world where i just i'm constantly at one of like an awesome event just doing this the whole time like it's so dumb I'm just go on there for like five minutes you fool okay for two minutes i'll give you for two minutes, hey guys well, this is what's up and drive fans give us give the people what they want man that's probably trademarked all right i'll get them uh a am drive bowl game <laughs> All right, let's get to the other games. We got a little bit of time here. Um, Aaron, Patriots stay in the hunt. They 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 drop their um, you know, whatever those things are underneath my legs. Fifty to thirteen on the Jaguars. <laughs> God, Jackal's bad. <laughs> um, Bills on the other hand, top the Falcons 29-15. Good year for Kyle Pitts, bro. Um, first tight end in sixty years. Believe since Mike Ditka. Great name to say. Who are the thousand receiving yards in a no, season? No, Oof, and then maybe right. the maybe the rookie season. Oh, I thought I didn't know if it was if it was Mike. It can't be rookie season. Gronk and Kelsey. There's plenty of guys who have had thousand yard seasons. It has to be sixty years. That's what made him first rookie tight end. Yeah, it's got to be a rookie. I was gonna say. Oh come on, they're gonna be rookie bets. Um, Bears stunned the Giants twenty nine to three. Joe Judge says we are not a bad football team. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> Yes, you are, but you might not be as bad of, of an organization as people are making you out to be. Glenn Kaplan, man, fired them all. Yeah. Oh, Glenn, we need to get Glenn Kaplan a GM job somewhere. I'm sorry. Yeah, there you go. The GM of the greatest of, Hollywood story ever. The GM of uh, the uh, the what's that deaf college in Washington D.C. Right. Yeah. Oh, I was thinking about the um. They can't hear his rants. <laughs> you know what? I was thinking about the what is that? The place, the Bishop Bishop Sycamore. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, he's the athletic director at Bishop Sycamore. <laughs> That's yeah, awesome. That sounds so long ago, too. Holy cow. Con- congratulations, uh, Glenn, on your new job. Vice golf clap. <laughs> yes. 49ers be the Texans 23-7 as Trey Lance. That bet seems like forever ago, doesn't it? <laughs> you mean the one where he was supposed to start week one? Yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah. I was wondering why Jimmy G said, I have a torn ligament in my thumb. I'm going to play. Yeah, no, the hell you're not. Um, Saints are now eight and eight. They beat the Panthers eighteen to ten. Sam Donald started the game like five for five, and finished the game like eighteen to thirty eight or whatever stat. That was terrible. And Seahawks beat the Lions fifty one twenty nine. What if I told you coming in the week the Seahawks were gonna have the most points scored? Would you believe me? 
That's the that's the high score of the year. Fifty one week of the week. Oh, the week. Okay, I don't know. It might be the high score of the year too. Oh no, I guess Dallas got fifty six a couple weeks ago yeah. or last week. Um, <laughs> last yeah. year. <laughs> I mean, we we wondered if Russ would you know play inspired. I don't know. That was. I mean, I didn't watch that game at all, so I don't really have a, an opinion on it. But uh, yeah, I mean, there was a lot of action in that game. A lot of action. Woo! That sounds pretty good. Um, Aaron, any last thoughts on these games? It just any parting shots to Antonio Brown or Kirk Herbstreit or anybody or Dan Snyder with his busted ass uh, stadium that he's got there. Yeah. No, I mean the 49ers obviously staying in the hunt. The Saints staying in the hunt with you know their victories were nice. I the was, Bills and Patriots are still locked. Well, yeah, I mean they're what are they looking at now? I, I ten think. six each. So it's Buffalo wins if they Buffalo wins the division if they win I assume yes. And then I think but I think Patriots have to win and Buffalo has to lose right. Right if if Patriots win they need Buffalo to lose to win the division. They split it though. But the thing is is if things hold serve right now, and it's possible, mm-hmm. they're looking like they're gonna play each other first week of the playoffs. That's gonna be so awesome. Let's play some for some more wind. Yeah, because if you're looking at it right now as it stands, obviously Tennessee gets the bye. That's KC versus the winner, if it stood right now, the winner of the Chargers-Raiders game, Cincinnati versus your Colts, and then Buffalo versus New England. I um, think we we, we will lose that game, Um, if I'm being quite blunt. Even if Carson Wentz plays well, we're losing that game. Quite possibly. We'll see. Oh, uh, this is 90-minute Mondays. I feel like this is like – this is a kind of a sobering 90-minute Monday, but – I'm just. I feel like the weekend just took so much out of me in terms of sports in my on my brain. <laughs> you get weekends like this where we just have so much going on. I mean, you are watching basketball. There was the Winter Classic. Uh, How that, was that, by the way? Uh, it was interesting. It was like negative four degrees there. It was the coldest right. one ever. But there was some scoring. There was definitely scoring in that one. Um, but Cody had it right. Like I found myself. You know, there was at work. There was a couple TVs at work. I found myself watching the. Oilers and Islanders game more than I was watching the the Winter Classic and you know, Cody had it right. This if this is your nice hat featured. Oh yeah, I forgot I was wearing that. That's the World Hockey Report that. right there. <laughs> I don't know. I just put. I got a whole collection of hats here. I just put one on everyone here. You want to see There's a whole yeah. collection of hats? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I just put one on every morning. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, like if this is your you know marketability and marketable game. Make it your only game of the day. I get it. I, I he's one hundred percent right on that. I yeah, that was he was great. I just want to have him on again. You know, we we could have had the Saskatchewan Rush review too. Thankfully, I want to say for our sake, we didn't. Yeah, we'll have plenty of time to review that one because I want to watch and see if he gets bonanza in the in the broadcast there. Oh yeah, oh yeah, please, Cody, if you're listening, remember that you held you to that. Um, <laughs> I need, I need to hear bonanza. Commercial breaker. We got one more segment. Up next, um, we're talking what's next for Kyle Guy and more in the NBA. Aaron's going to break down the NHL this week. And we heard there's a big game for Ben Roethlisberger in playoff implications. What is that? We're right back to AM Drive. You're not going anywhere. Frankly, neither are we. You like sports? Do you like free money? You're going to be watching the game anyway. So join us at pickemwars.com to play. 
Weekly NFL and NCAA contests are live right now. Play free at pickemwars.com. This is Popple, the next generation business card. With just a tap, your Popple instantly shares your digital business card to both iPhone and Android devices. The best part? The other person doesn't need an app or a Popple to receive your info. To pop your info, tap your Popple to the top of an iPhone, the center of an Android, or just scan your in-app QR code. And just like that, all your info is saved to their phone. More connections, more leads, more sales. That's Popple. Download our free app and get your Popple today. The AM Drive with Mike and Aaron might be the best morning show ever. If you love the show, shop the merchandise. For $26 hoodies, $16 shirts, even $13 mugs. High quality swag for cheap because Mike and Aaron love the fans. The best morning show, the lowest price merch at amdrive.online. Aren't you the vice golf guy? Yeah. You want an autograph? Uh, yeah. Actually, I was just wondering if the balls are any good. The balls are amazing. You look like a pro plus guy. I thought you'd never ask. It's actually better than my old ball. And it's half the price. Top performing golf ball, half the price. It's almost stealing. Quit searching the globe and get your high performing golf balls at vicegolf.com. Sports fans are gearing up at Fanatics.com, the world's largest collection of officially licensed fan gear. From all the leagues, teams, and players you love. Shop now and get today's special offer. Fanatics.com. Officially licensed everything. All right. Oh. So, all right. Welcome back to the AM Drive here on the last segment of this 90-minute Monday. And we are presented by Pick'em Wars. Make picks against the spread to win real cash prizes. It's 100% free to play. Visit that website that's right above my head, www.pick'emwars.com slash fly. And don't forget about betus.com. When you're signing up for a new account, make sure you use the promo code 12OZ for a 125% deposit bonus. And if you like the crypto, go for the crypto. It's 200% deposit bonus. That's right. Um, I, 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 that was my fault in the whole mess up there, folks. I'm telling you, the weekend took a lot out of me. It was insane. <laughs> and now this just gets even better. Monday Night Football, Big Ben has decided to steal the show. I'm kidding. He says it might be his final home game with Pittsburgh. I don't know if that means with Pittsburgh or with the NFL in general. If I'm him, I just retire on a semi-high note. I mean, unless he goes to the Broncos, I was telling us about Ben in, in um, Denver would be a pretty cool thing. And the Broncos just couldn't sign Aaron Rodgers because I don't think he's going anywhere. We'll see, though. Yeah, Ben's a bridge guy. I think he can do one or two more years in a spot that's low, low expectation. <laughs> Fair point. Know, we'll see. We'll see. If he can get some kind of offensive line around him, keep him upright, I think he might be okay. But, again, I don't think he's winning a Super Bowl in these next one or two years. Fair. Steelers minus one um, over under is 42. Aaron, 70% of the money line is actually on two, well, 70% of the spread, according to Caesars, is on Pittsburgh minus two and a half. 
Let me, let me check that real quick on BetUS. Tell me what you yeah. got over there. I got three on BetUS here, so we're a little... Oh, so that changed rapidly. Yeah, it's it's all moving, and I understand why. I mean, this game, once Cleveland was eliminated, the game started moving because it's basically Pittsburgh's... The only thing, the only thing here to play for is them. Their playoff hopes are still alive. Um, based off playing playoff standings right now, they can be 8-7-1. and one. And if they can somehow finish the season nine, seven, and one, they're going to jump in over a team that's nine and eight. So they, that tie could end up being really weird uh, down the stretch here. But it's, it's one of the dumbest things in the NFL. But it's a tough spot here at the same time. I agree with you. I don't like ties. Uh, just play until you're dead or you get a point. Um, <laughs> but don't forget at the other <laughs> side, like, if we get Baker Mayfield, like this is his swan song, maybe with Cleveland, this might be his last audition. They have haven't picked up the fifth year. Like, what are they going to do here? I mean, are they going to are they going to just sit him? I think they're going to play him. So that really kind of brings out the smallest of motivation factors here for Cleveland. I really don't know where to be on as as well as I've done this week. I feel like this is just not a spot I want to be on either side here. Uh, so ultimately I'd probably lay off, but I'm going to lean towards, um, if this gets to three, I'm probably going to lean towards Cleveland. Me too. Which I was thinking about that too. On BetUS it is three, on Vegas Insider it's two right now. So it's all over the board. 26 degree weather tonight in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Oof. I just, well it was one degree last night in, in Wisconsin, so. Yeah, it didn't phase the Packers though; they destroyed them. Yeah, well, that, that's what—that's why they like playing there because that's where they live. <laughs> right. Aaron, are you ready to get to some this week in? Absolutely, let's rock and roll. This weekend, the NBA with Mike Kyle Guy continues his ten-day contract with the Miami Heat, which has done really well—not just for the Heat, but for fans in general. They're falling in love with a guy they're calling Kyle is really that guy. Come on, can we get original here? That's, That's too long what, of a nickname. What about five guys? You want five guys? We should call him five guys. It's one guy. We should call him five guy, though. Um, so that continues tonight versus the Warriors on NBA TV at 10 Eastern. And by the way, Draymond Green has clearing um, COVID protocol, if that helps you guys any. Um, so that's tonight on NBA TV. I will definitely be tuning in. Nets Pacers on Wednesday could be Kyrie's first game back. And guess what? According to Woj, it is. I wrote the Dylan Docket before he even said it. Just call me your NBA insider here on the AM drive. <laughs> Kitty. So again, Nets Pacers Wednesday night. I'm Kyrie returns. Wednesday, 10 Eastern. Oh, that's another Wednesday game on ESPN. Jazz Nuggets. And Aaron, I like this because. It's two teams that are being slapped on the West, in my opinion. I, I think you like the Nuggets this year, or did you? I forgot how you were I like the, that. I like the Jazz. I think they were over like 50, 54 wins or something like that. Right. I, I like both teams, but Nuggets are just dealing with injuries. But, of course, NBA, there's 82 games. They can think it happened on one night. Still still could be a playoff atmosphere on Wednesday. 10 Eastern ESPN, like I said. And Saturday at 7 Eastern, I have to get one of the, the toilet bowls in here. <laughs> the worst teams in the NBA, and they happen to be in the Eastern Conference, go figure. It's the 7-30 Orlando Magic, who actually have some pretty cool talent on their team, 
against the 6-28 Pistons, who have the former number one pick from this year, Cade Cunningham, um, along with some other good names. But it's it's a battle of who wants the the first pick again more. Um, I hate saying that, but I'm interested to see those teams play off. I'm not just watching this for the sake of saying that was pretty funny. Could be a high-scoring shootout, though. It's possible. Any, any thoughts Never know. You never know. I wouldn't mind watching that Jazz Nuggets games, like you said, like two teams that are that play solid, probably fun, more fundamental basketball than you see on the, you know, some of these other teams. On a Saturday and, at seven. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, right. But yeah, I mean, you never know. Like, I want to see. I want to continue to see Kyle Guy. Hopefully, he'll get contracted. Maybe they'll keep him around for the rest of the season because he's playing hot. I think they definitely should. He just he plays so hard, and I know it's the white guy thing. He's a, a white guy thing. White guy. <laughs> I, I think just, his I think his nickname should be Buddy Guy. It's a good thing. I like that. Like the old uh, singer or friend guy. No, Buddy Guy. There, go ahead. NHL with Aaron. All right, this week in the NHL tonight we got one game in the NHL, but it is a good one. It's Edmonton at the New York Rangers wow. at at seven Eastern time. Since I've got to do Eastern time here, please do. Um. That could be a good matchup. Uh, I do like that. You could get some uh, fireworks in that one with some of the best players in the NHL. Also, Wednesday, Edmonton returns to play another good game if it gets off the ground at oh, wow. Toronto. Um, Edmonton at Toronto and St. Louis and Pittsburgh. Wednesday night, small schedule, but two really good matchups, uh, in my opinion. On Thursday, we have... I had to give you a toilet bowl, too. And this is no disrespect here, Mike. We have Ottawa at Seattle. The toilet Woo! bowl. Um, another potential toilet bowl is Chicago and Arizona as well. Like Chicago, While Chicago is doing better than Arizona, they're also not. <laughs> they're also at the bottom of the central with Arizona, uh, too. And then Saturday, I think we got a good three slate here. Boston at Tampa Bay. That playoff rivalry has been brewing for a few years. These two teams don't like each other. Toronto at Colorado, two very talented teams. And then we have Washington at Minnesota, another another battle between two talented teams. The Metro leaders, Washington, quietly overtaking the Carolina Hurricanes. So that's what we got. Did you take Florida and Carolina on that? I forgot. I didn't hear you. Did I take Florida and Carolina? But no, on a Saturday, because Florida and Carolina is a good matchup. It is a good matchup. But, frick, those two teams, I get bored watching those two teams. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Although I mean, Florida—if they start Spencer Knight, he's he's nice to watch. But they're two very fundamentally boring teams, in my opinion. Fair enough. So, Aaron, um, Sinatra, any last words on the show before you take us home? No, I mean, I'm I'm rooting for Kyle Guy. He'll have to keep me up on this because I don't watch as much basketball as you do. So, hopefully, Kyle Guy, we're rooting for you, and hopefully, you can get uh, signed on the rest of the season, especially since it's Mike's favorite team. That makes it even better. And it makes him want to follow you more and root for you, buddy guy. So, but tomorrow I know we do have an awesome show. We're going to have Chris Mancuso of Tarpsoft Sports. going to join us to talk MMA and football and everything. He's a great get, so you'll enjoy him tomorrow. Tomorrow we also have our top fives in the NFL, NBA, and NHL. So you want to stick around and stick with that. And our bowl betting bonanza, the final two games. Tomorrow we have one game. With LS, it's LSU and Kansas State. You're gonna, the only way you can catch up is if our pick's different there, Mikey. So we may have to adjust the bowl betting bonanza again for a second so, time. 
I'm have, moving the goalposts for you, Mikey. I'm moving the goalposts. I have a question. Well, okay. no, a, a, a confession, really. Okay. I don't care how the final two games go. I'm picking them with, with, with what people should pick because I don't want my record to just fall to 23. and I, I want to get to 25. I don't care how I get there. I don't care if you're wrong on both games. I don't care if you're right on both games. I want to get to 25, so I'm going to do my best to pick them. I don't care how you pick If I lose tomorrow, kudos to you. If I don't, it's going to get hot. Fair enough. I think that's the admirable approach. Yeah. You need me to lose both games, but you still want to make your own. I mean, getting to 25, even if, like I said, the second guy in the in the Las Vegas Super Contest still gets paid. So finishing second hey! isn't, isn't uh, always a bad thing. So, uh, yeah, so our bull betting bonanza will roll on tomorrow. Uh, with a win, I can clinch, but it is Kansas State and LSU, and that might be a tough one. And then if we are opposite or you win that one, comes down to the uh, college football championship game. I have a team who I like, by the way, but, you know. Fair enough. So, I actually know who I want in both those games. We'll see. Well, here on this 90-minute Monday, we appreciate it. If you stayed this long, obviously we appreciate the support. Welcome to the new year. It's 2022. <laughs> new year, same terms. Visit us at MikeAndAaronDrive.com to support the sponsors. Visit us on the socials at TV, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And as always, every weekday, 10 a.m. Eastern on the 12-ounce social media channels. For Michael Carvelis, I'm Aaron Crouch. We appreciate you guys, and we'll see you on Tuesday, tomorrow the 4th. Drive safe.